0: Section 80 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jim Locke of Floyd, Virginia. The World's Story, Volume 1. China Japan and the islands of the pacific edited by eva march Tapan. section eighty the adventures of yao chen yuan one of the four successful messengers to and from tientsin during the boxer war the boxers were a secret society whose aim was to drive out the foreigners in nineteen hundred they massacred both missionaries and their converts the great european powers made a formal protest to the chinese government the government was ready to promise anything but secretly aided the boxers the nations sent forth forces to protect their citizens and property war ensued the most horrible tortures of the foreigners and the most ghastly massacres took place encouraged by the empress wu ambassadors and ministers and other foreigners were shut up together with christian natives in the british legation in Peking. it was of the utmost importance that messages be sent to tientsin the following is an account of the adventures of one of the messengers the editor when the letters of the various ministers had been committed to my care i returned to su wang fu saying to myself how shall i ever be able to take these letters to Tientsin?" i breathed a simple prayer to god to give me some method by which i might reach my destination in safety the words had scarcely left my lips when i noticed on the wall a large straw hat such as is commonly used by coolies in the summer time and as it was composed of two layers of straw i wet it ripped it apart and concealed my letters between the two sections after which i carefully sewed it together as before with the prayer upon my lips lord when do you wish me to start when i left the legation i crossed the bridge and climbed over a wall of barricades into su wang fu where two japanese soldiers said to me what are you doing here i am going to tientsin with letters i replied what is your name inquired one of them when i told him he said in a kind but warning tone you must be careful or you will be killed before you are well started on your way he took me to a small lane at the outskirts of the barricades where he left me to go on alone but i had not gone far when i discovered that a boxer-watchman was stationed at the other end of the street and my heart almost stood still i had gone too far however to turn back so i put on a bold front prayed the lord for guidance and walked boldly onward give me ten cents and i will let you pass was all he said which i was quite ready to do my way through the east gate was without incident but when halfway to tung i overtook some three hundred of tung fu xiang soldiers to whom i joined myself and continued on my way the canal had overflowed its banks at the eight li bridge and at their suggestion we had our dinner for which they paid after which one of them offered to swim across with me on his back which kindness i was glad to accept as i saw no other way of getting to the opposite side i continued with the soldiers stopping with them that night at a Mohammedan inn the proprietor of which was very kind to me he refused to accept payment for my entertainment and asked me to take vows of friendship before i left during the night a crowd passed by led by a woman boxer a member of the society of the red lantern who asked me my name my business and where i was going as i seemed to satisfy them with my answer they went about their business which was the destruction of a catholic village and the murder of the christians the next morning i continued on my way being early joined by a boxer who invited me to dine with him after which we separated that night i heard the keeper of the inn at which i stopped say to a boxer we have no christians here and i spent the night in peace the following day a child warned me not to go through a certain village saying that the boxers were taking every one they suspected and i saw the fire kindled at which they burnt twenty christians while i at the same time thanked the lord for putting it into the mind of a child to warn me and thus save me and perhaps the people of the legation from a like horrible fate the country was flooded i was compelled to wade through water the depth of which i knew nothing about and i was wet and discouraged i had just emerged from the water when a man with a gun on his shoulder called out to me in a loud voice where are you going i am going to Tientsin," i answered what for to find the head of a flower establishment in which i was employed before this trouble broke out the readiness of my answer seemed to satisfy him and he allowed me to continue on my way it ought to be said in mr Yao's defence that he had been connected with such a business the head of which lived in tientsin so that his answer was not wholly fiction at the next village a shoemaker informed me that the road was dangerous being crowded with chinese troops a thing which i soon found to be true by being made prisoner and having my money taken from me my money being all they wanted the soldiers at once set me free and i in turn complained to the officer that i had been robbed by his troops wait said he until i see who did it no no said i do not let me trouble you to that extent the day is far spent and i should like to spend the night in your camp with pleasure said he so i spent the night in the protection of my enemies please search me said i in the morning to see that i have taken nothing and i will proceed on my way he returned my money warning me not to go on the great road lest i fall into the hands of the foreign troops and suffer at their hands i understand said i with a meaning which he did not comprehend and i left when i came to the river i noticed a boatman and accosted him as follows will you take me to the red bridge in tientsin we do not dare to go as far as the red bridge he answered the japanese soldiers are there and they will shoot us you need not be afraid said i i can protect you from japanese soldiers on hearing this he readily consented but he put me off some distance from the bridge i saw the soldiers in the distance but waved my handkerchief as a token that i was a messenger and thus encountered no danger they escorted me to the foreign settlement and then left me to go alone but the russians refused to allow me to pass and i was compelled to return to the red bridge i took one of the letters out of the hat and showed it to three japanese officers who happened to be passing where do you come from they asked from peking were you not afraid of the boxers no you are a good man wait till i give you a pass while he was writing it began to rain and they took me to their headquarters where i saw a high official dined with him and related all my adventures by the way as well as the condition of affairs in peking all of which he wrote down and then sent four of his soldiers to accompany me to the british and american consulates when i saw the american consul i burst into tears and told him of all that the people in peking were suffering how the boxes were firing on them from all sides and trying to burn them out how each man was limited to a small cup of grain a day while at the same time they were compelled to labour like coolies under a burning sun in employments to which they were not accustomed and i urged him to send soldiers at once to relieve them he sent a man to take me to my room and i found among the servants one of my old acquaintances with whom i spent a pleasant evening and then had a good night's rest the following day i went to the methodist mission where i met those who had passed through a siege similar to the one i had left when dr ben saw how sore my feet were she washed and bandaged them with her own hands after a rest of two days i secured the letters of the various consuls together with others from friends of some of the besieged and started on my return journey depending upon the lord for his protection i had not gone a mile from the city when i was arrested by two foreign soldiers robbed of all my money and taken to the tent of their officer who when he saw my pass recognized it as that of a messenger from peking and restored both my money and my liberty two miles from the city i came to a stream i was unable to cross and found myself compelled to return and leave by way of the north gate of the city seven miles from the city i fell into a nest of boxers the head of whom asked me where have you been to tientsin i replied what for to see the head of the flower establishment with which i was connected before this trouble broke out i answered how old is he seventy-six years i replied without hesitation he said no more and i asked if i could dine with them after dinner i said to the head boxer i wish to go to peking can you tell me the safest route for me to take he told me and after wishing him good-bye i left taking the direction he suggested the following day when passing a melon patch watched by boxers i walked up to them and asked them to give me a melon thinking that they would be less likely to disturb me if i first addressed them where are you going they asked to peking i answered can you tell me which road it would be safest for me to take they told me and as in the former case i followed their directions reaching the city without further adventure other than that of avoiding several crowds of boxers and chinese soldiers outside the east gate i ate two bowls of vermicelli while i watched the soldiers and boxers on top of the city wall i went west to the su pai lu then south to the tan pai lu where i turned west toward the british legation all the way through the city i was compelled to saunter slowly as though i was merely looking about and not going anywhere so that it took me from noon till evening to go from the east gate to the legation the soldiers in the lines between the chinese and foreign quarters were gambling as i passed and paid no attention to me in the austrian legation grounds i noticed a chinese soldier digging as though for treasure walking up to him i addressed him thus hello captain what are you doing what are you doing here said he staring at me and speaking in a loud voice please do not speak so loud said i in an undertone as though to enter into a secret alliance with him i was originally a coolie in this place my home is in the country and i have just been to see if my family were killed and finding them safe i have returned to get some treasure i have in the Su wang fu how much have you he inquired about one thousand dollars what is your name he inquired further Yao chen yuan what is your honourable name wu lien tai he replied now you go and get your silver and we two will open an opium shop very well i replied have you any silver with you he asked only about four or five ounces well you give that to me not that i want the silver but it will cement our friendship and i will return it to you when you come back very well said i giving him what silver i had while we were talking an officer with forty or fifty soldiers came up and wanted to have me killed do not kill him said the soldier to whom i had been talking he is an old friend of mine from the country here to make money out of the foreigners if he is a friend of yours what is his name Yao chen yuan he replied what is this soldier's name asked the officer turning to me wu lien tai i answered without hesitation quite right he said and passed on to the great street just then a crowd of boxers came up and the leader asked what is this fellow doing here do not meddle with my affairs said the soldier he is my friend and with this they passed on leaving us alone now you go into su wang fu said the soldier and get your money and if you cannot come out to-morrow stand behind the wall and hold your hand aloft that i may know you are safe very well i replied but how am i to get in i will take you to the end of that alley where you will be safe he said at which place i bade him good afternoon in a few moments the japanese soldiers who had observed and recognized me pulled me up over the wall and i was once more safe i was at once taken to the officer and met mr squires to whom i delivered the letters when he saw me ripping open the hat and taking them out one after another until i had given him eleven he could not refrain from laughing he took me with him to the american legation where as we entered he held aloft the letters the people clapped their hands and cheered and many of them wanted to talk with me but i was led out through the russian into the british legation here i met mr king who after a short conversation asked me for my hat it is all ripped apart i replied i can sew it together again he answered what do you want to do with it i inquired take it back to america as a relic of your trip said he while we were talking some one came to say that lady macdonald wanted to see me and hear about my trip to whom i told it much as i have told it to you not even concealing the deceit i was sometimes compelled to practise in order as i then supposed to accomplish my ends end of section 80 this recording is in the public domain recording by jim lock of floyd virginia